0: Thank you. Good to see you this morning. Thanks for enduring me. Josh, probably that mistake's probably the best thing in the service today Till you hear me preach, so we're glad you're here, though. And I want to call your attention to Psalms 107. We've been thinking about anticipating revival. Our pastor's been leading us some wonderful sermons as we anticipate our coming revival. And this morning, the call of God, and God does call us, to revival and to be revived. So um, that thought is going to be shared with us. I've taken the passage of Scripture from Psalms 107 uh, this morning. And so um, beginning there in in verse 21, Psalms 107, 21. But the psalmist begins in, in verse 1 by saying, "'Give thanks to the Lord. He's good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story.'" I'm grateful that in the past several weeks we've been hearing testimonies that's been um, videoed out at uh, the pastor's barn, what is that, campsite, whatever it is, (laughs) but anyway, uh, those testimonies have been really touched our hearts, uh, wonderful testimonies of what God is doing, and so we're grateful for that. But this passage of Scripture calls for us to do that. Beginning in verse 21, though, he's already said, give thanks to the Lord. Uh, He said, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice, thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. Some went out to the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke, and he stirred up a tempest that lifted the high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens, and they went down to the depths. And their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wits' end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distresses. He stilled the storms to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and He guided them to their desired heaven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love, for His wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt Him in the assembly of the people and praise Him in the council of the elders. As we come today and reflect back over the past year of all the trials and tribulations that have been in, in 2020, and then look forward to a new beginning, a new year that comes to us uh, next week. Uh, we come and, and today to praise the Lord. God calls His family to worship Him. Uh, as we come from the Christmas season, for me it's just uh, too, too early to, to go off and leave that. And, and so, As we think about the Christ child being born, as we've reflected on this past week, uh, think of the mighty works of God. Think of all the things he's done. There's probably been more prayers offered up in this past year. You've been praying. You've been praying for America. We've been praying for God's deliverance from this virus. Do you remember much what you prayed in 2019? I don't think we'll forget The year 2020, when he brought us to our knees and we prayed for our country, we prayed for America, we prayed for our world. And so, let us come today and let us worship him, let us praise him today in the assembly. The scripture says that we're to praise him, we're to praise him for our salvation, we're to praise him for our forgiveness. And then, I also left a couple of blanks in your notes there if you'll look down in there and see them. Um, for the provisions and for health. What do you want to praise the Lord for? Family, our church, uh, living in America. There's things that you can add there in your own notes there to say, I want to praise God for the things he's done. And also we praise him for tomorrow. God is such a great and mighty God. Folks, we are blessed today. We live in a blessed country. Uh, all the things that God has done for us and provided for us to know that he's here with us today that Jesus gave his life for our forgiveness of sins we need to praise him for all his mighty works and his mighty blessings that he's given us so he calls us to worship today and I pray that we'll do that not just come and hear someone speak you know on the website the church's website, and the pastors encouraged us, and so I'm one of these older generations, but he's encouraged me, and I finally started giving online. Now, whenever I bring up Oakland Heights Baptist Church, if you've done on your website, now, these younger couples and young families and teenagers, they can do that and just snap it right in. Whenever I type in Oakland Heights Baptist Church, Pastor, I don't know how many offerings I've given to Oakland Heights Baptist Church in Tennessee They got a website just like us, and if you just click on it, you're in Tennessee. And so so people may be coming in today and watching us on video, saying, "Oh, I must have pulled up that Tennessee church. I don't know who that guy is up there, but it's not Pastor Mike Cook." So they may have already left us. But anyway, uh, to do that, uh, to be able to, to to give online, what a great ministry we have of being able to share online with people that are in our own church family that haven't felt safe to come back yet, and also those that knew Brother Mike from times past that are watching on that. And then also people that will just be tuning in today. And so we're grateful for that opportunity and that ministry to praise the Lord today. But I pray that all of us will. We'll give thanks to God today and praise Him. God also calls the saved to serve Him. In verse 21 in this passage of Scripture, Uh, It says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, for his deeds to the mankind. And they said, they they go out to the sea in ships and they go out into the deep waters. Let me encourage you today to go out into the deeps with God. Pastor introduced me a while ago, um, the things I wrote out for him to do. No, I didn't. I didn't write out that. But uh, he talked about being a legend. I should have worn my T-shirt today. I didn't know he was going to do that. My grandson that lives in Colorado calls me Peepaw. And a couple of years ago, he got me a T-shirt that says Peepaw, the legend. So I could have worn that today. It it wouldn't have gone over very big. But anyway, Uh, but don't just wade in the shadow, in the shallow waters. God calls us to launch out into the deep with God. And I want us to think about that today. I want to challenge you with that today, to launch out into the deep. And some people that are watching at home, and I know we've got many. Um, church members that that are there watching today and we're so grateful to have them a part of that and hopefully we'll get beyond this virus in this new year and we'll be able to come back and worship as a family of god see our church begin to fill up again and that's going to be a great time that we have in our small groups and all to come back and worship together as a family of god and draw people to god to serve him but i encourage you today don't just wade in the shadows in the shallow water um Uh, parents were a few years back heard a thump during the night the mom got up and went in and a little boy had fallen out of the bed and she woke him up and got him back in the bed and said what happened to you? why did you fall out? and he said I guess I stayed too close to where I got in (laughs) let me encourage you in your Christian life don't stay too close to where you got in you know, we gave our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ that are saved. And we, we began a ministry, we began a walk with the Lord. But don't just stay where you got in. Launch out into the deep with God. There's many challenges. You know, the Christian life for us can be one of the most exciting things we've ever encountered in life. Or it can be filled with just wonder and just wondering what, what's it all about. If you launch out into the deep with God, you're going to find this is an exciting life and an exciting ministry. And I know that there's some today that are watching through the video at home that are saying, you know, I, I may have just stayed too close to where I got in because I don't understand the excitement that can be there pastor mentioned a while ago about the disaster relief and how we've been able to go to different places around the world and serve in a time of disaster. I want to give you just a couple of examples of that, of what it's like to launch out into the deep. Whenever the tornado hit in Gerald, Texas several years ago, uh, they've had a couple of them that are there, but the second one that came through there just very devastating. Um, The church there lost half of its membership. The choir lost almost all of their choir members because of that tornado that came through there. We were called to go down and respond to that disaster and to try to help out. I think there was like 38 people that lost their life in a little small town and village. Half of them, young people, had they been in school, had it been the day before, they would have been in school, but their school had gotten out for the summertime and so they were at home and that little neighborhood got totally destroyed by that tornado. They called us to go and to respond to that to help feed the search and rescue people. We did that. We drove through the night To get to Gerald, Texas. Got there in the early morning time. We had a meeting together with different teams that had come in to minister and had a prayer time together. And they said, okay, this is what we're going to try to do today. This is what we need. And we've got a six-wheel truck out here that brought some food in, and we're going to need a forklift to unload that truck. And so they turned to me and they said, Mike, you need to go find us a forklift to unload this truck. Well, Like I said, we'd been up all the day before. We'd driven all night to get there. This was like at 7 o'clock in the morning. And I honestly did not remember where I was or how I got there or where I needed to go find a forklift. But I came out from that and said, okay, Lord, where are we going to find a forklift? Well, you've already got to the end of the story, don't you? You know, I walked down about two blocks and I looked, Interstate 35 came right there beside Gerald. And I looked and there's a truck coming with a brand new forklift on the back of it. He pulls off the interstate and, and comes in my direction. I, was, I had a disaster relief uniform on that got a flag on it and all that, waved him over. He drives up to me apologizes, and said, I know I shouldn't have driven in here, but I just wanted to kind of take a look at what had happened. And, and I said, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not a law enforcement. We need a forklift to unload this six wheel truck with all the food supply on it. And he said, well, I'm a certified driver. It's brand new, it's yours. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I want you to think about that for just a moment. All that had to take place for that to happen at that exact moment. And by the way, I went back into that building and it been up five minutes and said, I got the forklift. <laughs> no, I didn't got the forklift. There had to be a man in Waco, who had a need for a forklift. He had to call a company in Austin, Texas, and make the deal to buy that forklift from them. That man had to leave Austin that morning at a specific time to drive through there. When I walked out of that building to drive off to come in to look at Gerald, Texas, and we had that divine appointment. Do you think anybody but God could have done that? Somebody said, oh, what a coincidence. No, it wasn't a coincidence. It was God's divine appointment to launch out into the deep and trust God to say, God, here's my need. I put it all on the line. I need you to meet this need for me and allow God to do that for you. That's an exciting thing. I had, that's been a long time ago, and I hadn't gotten over that yet, of how God miraculously delivered in our presence what we needed. God's going to do that for Oakland Heights Baptist Church too. He's already been doing it. But in the future, if we launch out into the deep, God's going to be there to provide every need at the right moment when we need that. Another example is when we were down in Florida helping out after one of the hurricanes that came through, one of the devastating years that they had one after another. We were down there trying to feed, uh, help out. There was another storm that was coming in and things of that nature. But there was a young lady that came up to me. We were in a serving line. She came up and talked to me and she said, You know, I'm a new Christian and we have a new baby. My husband's not a believer. And God, he's been mocking me and saying, You know, you claim that your God loves you and cares for you. Our baby is is without clothes and, and we have nothing left. You're in borrowed shoes having to work. What kind of God is that? Well, I left that Saturday night and drove all night and I preached at my church that Sunday morning and I told our congregation, I'm going back this evening, back down to Florida. If you would like to help out with this situation, I'll be at the door whenever you walk out. And people began to come and they began to give an offering and give me money to take it back down there. I drove back down there that evening. That next morning, I met up with that young lady. And I said, God sent you a gift. Here's this money that God gave you. She went to her husband that evening and said, look, you mocked my God. This is what God gave me. God provides for us, folks. That's launching out into the deep to go out and finding the needs of those that are around us here in Longview. People that are hurting and people that are praying and people that are seeking. And go and be able to share with them the love of God and said God is God that provides. And we just want to share with you a touch of what God is doing. But that happens in the deep waters. So I encourage you not to stay in the shadow, shallow water. If you're here today and you say, well, I don't... I've never experienced anything like that. If you launch out into the deep this week, if you just trust God, put it all on the line. You'll see his provisions. You'll see the excitement of God being able to provide for you. So I encourage you today to launch out into the deep. God calls us to be a witness to the world. Mark sixteen yeah, Mark sixteen five, fifteen. I'm sorry, Mark sixteen, fifteen shares with us this passage of scripture. And he said unto them, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. Um, And and so we're called to do that. God calls us to be a witness to the world. We're to go out into the whole world. But our world begins right here at home, in your neighborhood, in your own household. And we're to be witnesses there. I encourage you to do that. Preach the gospel to those. Um, As we think about our revival, what an opportunity we have to share with Longview area. It's coming up in February. I hope you're beginning to pray about that. In my life, I've already begun to pray about God sending true revival. Not just a series of meetings, not just those meetings and those four services, but God would send true revival into our hearts before it ever comes. It comes by preparing our hearts, spending time in prayer, spending time in seeking God. And revival is going to begin in each one of our hearts before the services ever start. So I encourage you to do that, to begin to pray. Make it a priority in you. We're going to have a series of prayer meetings. We're going to do a lot of preparation as we come to the new year, preparing for revival. But I encourage you even right now to be spending time in prayer, seeking revival, saying, God, begin in my heart. Let me be revived. I think it's something we could all all use, especially after the year that we've been through, of saying, Lord, I need to be revived. I'm ready to go out into the world. I'm ready to share the love of Christ. I'm ready to enter. Interact with people and let them know our God provides for us. So begin right there in your own home, sharing with Christ uh, there where you live, with your own family members and loved ones there, and then everywhere you go. Uh, We have the opportunity in in a couple of weeks, uh, we're not meeting for small groups next Sunday, but the next Sunday after that, we're going to begin a series of three lessons on the three circles uh, something Brother Kevin's been brought before us. And we're going to be sharing that in our small group time for three Sundays uh, after this next Sunday about that. But it's such a great witnessing tool. It shows people, it lets them see the three circles and pick out where they're at and say, uh, I'm in this circle, but I want to go to this circle. And it's just a great way to witness. So I encourage you to be faithful, faithful. Uh, Sunday after next to be in your small group time as we study about the the three circles and learn that technique, that, that way to share the gospel with Christ just by three circles and letting people say, okay, I'm over here, but I want to be in this other one and how God can lead them through that and what Christ can do for them. So it's a great opportunity for us to be able to share that wherever we go. And be able to just ask people and say, just real simply to say, look at these three circles. Where do you find yourself today? And let them see where they want to go. And so uh, be thinking about that. Be praying about that. Don't you really pray that this revival will be a start of something great in our church and our nation and spread around the world? It can happen right here at Oakland Heights Baptist Church. As we begin to progress towards our land, our new development and all, what God's going to do there, that we could start even now. And that revival would go on and on. It'd be a launching part point for us to help reach Longview and our community for the glory of God. And then God calls the lost to repent. John 3, 1 through 7 shares with us. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs that you do if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. How can someone be born when they're old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter the second time into their mother's womb and be born. And Jesus answered, Verily, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the Spirit. The flesh gives birth to the flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. And so God calls the lost to repent And I pray that that we can share that gospel with this passage of Scripture that God would have us to do. If you're here today and you never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is an opportunity a day for you to give your heart and life to Jesus Christ. Even if you're watching online, you can still do that. and Contact our church through the ministries or a local church by you and say, I've given my heart and life to Jesus. But this scripture says, Jesus said, it's not something you can do. It's not something that's out there. Jesus emphatically said, you must be born again. You know, God doesn't command a whole lot from us. He wants us to serve Him out of joy and a heart of wanting to launch out into the deep. But here's one thing that God said that you must do. You must be born again. So if you've never done that, I pray that today would be that. Jesus said, uh, uh, there's a birth of the flesh and a birth of the Spirit. And so Nicodemus came. Our pastor shared this passage of Scripture with us many times that Nicodemus came to Jesus questioning that. How can this be? I don't understand that. There's many in our world today. There's many in Longview today that are saying, I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't know how I can do that. And so Jesus said, there's a birth of the flesh. We all have that birthday of when we were born. But there's also that spiritual birthday. And you must have that spiritual birthday to be a part of the kingdom of God, to be part of his family. You know, you talk to people and just share with them and they'd say, oh, yeah, I want to go to heaven. Well, how do you get to heaven? They'd say, well, by being an American. Everybody in America is going to go to heaven. No, they're not. Everybody in America is not. Well, you you have to come from a good family, but everybody that came from a good family is not going to heaven. Well, you have to be a part of a church. Well, it's great to do that, but everybody that's a part of a church is not necessarily going to heaven. That's not the criteria, saying I was a part of a particular church, and so that gets me into heaven. It doesn't. Jesus said you must be born again. You must receive Christ as Lord and Savior. You must confess the fact that you are a sinner because we're all sinners. No one would deny that to say we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so after we've done that, we say, yeah, I admit I'm a sinner, but now what? Jesus came and he gave his life. That's what we celebrated last week, that Jesus loved you enough that he was willing to die on the cross. He came to this earth as a babe, lived a perfect sinless life, and gave his life, laid down his life, because the Bible said, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And Jesus loved you enough that he was willing to shed his blood to, to, to die on the cross. So that you and I may have that cleansing. If we trust him and turn our life to him and let him do that. Let his blood cleanse us from all our unrighteousness to, to receive him as our savior. And then serve him for the rest of our lives. And so Nicodemus asked that question. And Jesus said, this is how this is done. And you must do that. You must be born again. And so I pray today that each of us that are here today and those watching would come and receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Just trust in Him today. If you're here in our congregation and want to receive Christ, even though we're not going to have an invitation after a while, you can fill out that little card that the pastor talked about and said, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want Christ into my life. I want to be born again today in this service and give my life to Him. But the Lord calls the lost to repent. And again, the three circles are going to allow us to go out and share with our community that they need to be born again. And this is how they can do it. So pray for that revival and trust God that he'll come. uh, and, And really bring revival in your heart and life. And then let that spread throughout our community. So today I just wanted to share with you these thoughts about the call of God. That God calls us, every one of us serve him and if you've not launched out into the deep begin to do that this week let God put you out there into the world and share his love with those around us and God will do great and mighty things through your life to trust him and allow him to do that today well just wanted to share those words with you today I know it's not what we're used to and miss our pastor today but I appreciate the opportunity just to come and share with you and let us pray today. Let's turn our heart to the Lord, Father. As I come to you today, I just I, I pray that you would uh, some today that maybe in their heart and life would say, you know, I don't think I've ever done that. Uh, I want to go to heaven, but I haven't made the preparation. And they would just today at this time even say, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner, and I pray that you would. Come into my heart and save me. I believe that you died for my sins and you rose again. You live today and you're coming again, Father. But I just want to be part of your family. I want to be born today of the Spirit. I've already been born of the flesh, but today I want to be born of the Spirit and have a heavenly home when this life is over to come and live in glory forever, Father. Help us today to take the challenge to launch out into the deep, to find the places that God is moving in our community and wherever we go this week and to trust God and, and to put it all on the line, so to speak. For the glory of God so I pray today that Lord you would help us to do that to see the mighty works of God you're doing such great and mighty works all about us father you're going to do great and mighty works in 2021 and we want to be a part of that at Oakland Heights Baptist Church the future of our church and and what you have the vision you have for us that we would be obedient to that and not be fearful and not be afraid to launch out into those deep waters and see the glory of God In that land and what you've got for us, Father, we pray for that today. Thank you for each one that's here. Thank you for this time together today, the time of worshiping you. And I pray that it has been a time of worship through the song service and through the message today. uh, Not to hear a man, but to worship the King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, go with us now as we depart from this place and watch over us. For it's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen.